Welcome back, Fresh Alive Podcast. I am your boy, Cheese. No clean on this one. She's up there melting in the Miami heat. Well, we're over here in Brooklyn, dying from the heat, because you know how Brooklyn is. You turn that AC on, and the power goes off. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a hot one, but we're excited, because you know, if you've been listening to the show, we're a big fan of production. We're a big fan of beat tapes we're a big fan of just producers we make a, a very strong push to always highlight what's going on in the sound because you could tell what generation you're in in hip-hop by the production styles 80s had a style 90s have a style 2000s have a style and sometimes those things come in cycles um and you start getting more of that grungy sound we all love now but one of the biggest staples that have been in hip-hop for a while is just the beat tape. Just producers out there putting out amazing projects, um, especially in the last couple of years with the lo-fi YouTube praise. A lot of beat tapes are out there for people to enjoy in the background, in the forefront, and some creative energy and, and really could really go different places with this versus just the loops and things like that. We love those loops. But a good beat tape could really get you in the zone. And one of my favorites from this year just came out. It's by my man Lightfoot, Terra Incognita, is out right now on all streaming services. You can pick up the physicals over at Chung Wizard Record, one of my favorite labels that produces vinyls. We have on the show here today, my man Lightfoot. Lightfoot, how are you? Yo, appreciate you. What what a what a wild intro. I'm doing really, really good. As as you are, I'm hot as hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm hot I'm as hot. hell in Boston, yo. I'm hot because my mom made me hot, but I'm also hot because it's, <laughs> it's like apocalyptic hot outside. <laughs> yeah, right. Make the, sure everybody's hydrated. That dual heat, you know what I'm saying? That dual heat, and it's about to get hot. But That's I'm done facts. with this session when I go into the bedroom. <laughs> Everyone knows my pullout game is trash. I have too many kids. Um, say that. Um, I, I was so anything that Chung Wizard puts out, I'm always gonna gravitate to because he has such we have we share the same kind of ear, and I just trust his vision on things. Mm -hmm. And I've been on, on on what you've been doing uh for a while in terms of beat beat tape scene and just the stuff, the sounds you've been putting out there. When did this idea of making music, I don't always want to say it's hip hop, you know, it's, it's, you just, you make music. It, it kind of blends, it goes to different places. Um, but the mechanics are the same. It's just like this do it yourself kind of style. Um, when did this infuse you? When did you say, man, I really want to do this? When did that curiosity start for you? Yo, that's a really good question. I mean, I think a lot of people look at me and they're like, yo, this dude's young. I'm not I'm not as young as I think a lot of people think. I'm 33. Yeah. So I'm, I've yeah. been doing this shit for a minute. Right. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, it's hard for me to really pinpoint exactly when it started when I was like, yo, I'm going to that's what the fuck I'm going to do. But um, I think probably like when I was in middle school um, was when I really started like falling in love with like like rap music. Um, I was listening to a ton of like DMX. I was listening to a ton of like like the locks and like just all like I that was pretty much all I was listening to. I, I didn't really have a huge like <laughs> assortment yeah. of music I was bumping. I was just like super street New York music for whatever reason. I was from like not I was from Boston bumping that stuff. Um and you know, sort of as I kept kept like getting interested in it, I kind of I I, I knew I wanted to be 
like contributing to it in some aspect and sort of my first sort of go at things was like I, you know I'm gonna try to break or something like that I'm gonna try to like learn how to dance and I was fucking trash at it so then I moved on I was like all right cool cool so um I, I came across a documentary called Scratch um and that yeah. like really that really put me on to like everything um and it made me be like yo I want to be a DJ turned out I was trash at being a DJ too so I was like all right so I gotta figure out where I'm gonna fit in all this um i started making i basically started making beats i i ordered a fruity loops this is not when fl was like a cool thing to use i yeah. I, I like bought a, a bootleg fruity Loops cd off of some person on ebay a cracked, a cracked version a cracked version yep exactly you know the the uh the drum and bass and all when i'm trying to crack yeah. it and everything um and you know i made some of the worst beats ever but I, I fell in love with it i couldn't stop doing it and i was lucky that at the same time i started kind of finding that all my other homies were starting to make music too. Um, this dude Chilla Jones, who's like popping on the battle battle scene. Like I like I like went to school. I like grew up with him in a lot of ways. I like went to like elementary school with him, and then he ended up going to school with a lot of my other friends, and we sort of like clicked again. And they were all making music, and I was like, oh shit! So you know, it, it was kind of like that. Friends friends making music together, and sort of us coming up, and you know, it led led to all sorts of weird non-linear paths. You know what I'm saying? But you know, and then yeah. I ended up here somehow. That's the beauty of like. I what I always considered true the true hip hop community is that what you just described at least to me it's always been like this we don't know what we're doing we love this we love what it what it means to us it kind of defines us in some weird way because most people who into this it's around their rebellious youth days is like it's like our music in in a lot of ways um unique to us different from what our parents had right this like identity thing there but it's also there's this this community aspect where like we don't know we'll duct tape it together we'll figure it out because every producer i talk to does everything different but like there's no way that there's like no manual to figure out this is how you do producing it's like there's different instruments different machines different programs and you find the one that you just connect with you know, you started with Fruity Loops, cracked. That would make sense. Most people start there. What have you evolved to? What, have, what are some of the, like, if you have um, ads or anything, what have you dabbled in um, yeah. in your career? Because for me, I, I'm, a M, I'm a machine MK3 guy. That's, I like, just, I just, that's the one that speaks to me the most. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. No, I, you know, I feel you on that really about like, it doesn't matter necessarily what you're using as long as yeah. you like you feel the groove of it right like i'm i i because I, I teach teens too i teach teens how to make music so i'm always like trying to preach that aspect of it like don't get caught up on like oh but this yeah. dude uses that and this dude yeah, uses yeah. that it's like doesn't it's matter a new but, cool machine like yeah, yeah yeah and i you know i also say that from being slightly uh, hypocritical because i've used everything i've used yeah. reason for years i used logic for a really long time i i worked at a recording studio from 2009 to 2016 like full-scale recording studio working with a lot of clients and i was using pro tools the entire time over there but over the past like five or six years probably when i've really taken my career the most seriously i've been using ableton um, and that and that stems uh, primarily from the fact that I was doing so many live shows and I wanted a yeah. way that was like a seamless way of bringing my work into a live setting and and not being super sort of like disjointed about it. Um, and, you know, and that was like, I think early on, I had such a big like so much of my time creating was spent in a computer. Um, but I use a SP404 Heavy now. You yeah. know, I use my OP1. I use a pocket opera. I use a lot of like 
little mini hardware pieces. I love those pocket um, operators. Yeah, they're fucking dope. And like, I think like what's so cool about those is like, you know, I, I talk, I talk about this on my Twitter all the time and like DiBiase, I'm not sure. Yep. I, yeah. Yep. Like he's, he preaches this all the time and, and, uh, and like he inspired me in a lot of ways to really start using them more, which is like, you can be able to make anything sing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be able to make anything sing because like you're just going to approach it as your own person, like just kind of like putting your soul into it. It shouldn't yeah. matter what you're using, you know? Um, so, yeah, you know, I use all sorts. Of, I use all sorts of stuff now. And I use my yeah. favorite thing that I use now is definitely the Koala app. It's like my that oh, yeah. by far is like the illest thing I've ever come across. And I think it's super powerful. Um, that's really, what makes really hip hop so like charming is like you can pick whatever whatever speaks to you but at the end of the day does it does, does, does it sing does it bang does it groove does it connect to people um that's always a point doesn't matter what people really use but like i love the process of all those machines i have a couple of machines and they all speak to me differently and and sometimes like i just want to do my live and sometimes i just want to do the ipad like i do more beat maker um on, on my ipad um, and sometimes I want to really limit myself and I'll go the, uh, the 404, right? Like, cause there's less sample time there. So you gotta be more creative there. Like some of those things as just as a creative pushes you to be more creative. Right. How, how do you, you have a, with your newest pro- project, uh, Terra Incognita, is, is there a time, what's your, like, What's your process in terms of thinking about an album and really what the vibrations and the energy you want to put out there? Because it's a very distinct sound and vibe that I took from, like whatever the vibrations was coming and the way I interpret. That's what the beauty about beat tapes is like it could mean anything to anyone. But like I was I played it in the background at work because it wouldn't get me suspended because there's no lyrics on it. But it was like it was it was still if the vibration just made me feel a certain way where I felt more productive, right? That was like why I enjoyed it. But when you're thinking about creating an album, what's the especially this one, uh, Terra Incognita? What was the the outcome you were looking for, and 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 particularly looking thinking about like the sounds you were going for because that's a really what's special about this album. Were I appreciate you, yo. I I you know I think. You know, I think it's tough to say this album is different in a lot of ways. Um, in past albums, I would try to like come up with like at least an album title or like out like piece of album art and almost like as like a creative crutch of being like, all right, I'm hitting a point where I don't know where I need to take this music. I don't like I have five songs. Where the fuck do I go now? You know, and so I would use that as a lot of time as like a way of like con- like seeing a container and trying to be able to fill it up with stuff. But this was so weird. This is a weird process and probably extra different because we're we're in a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was already different um, to begin with. Um, and I and I had weirdly enough, I had a lot of the music already done. And then Chong hit me up after like watching just some of my beat videos on yep. Instagram and being like, yo, you know, let, let's try to put something together. And with that pressure, I was like, oh, damn, I don't have anything. So I started going through all my stuff um, and I started realizing that I did have all these different um beats that actually did go really well together and I started arranging them a bit more and, and putting them in a track list and then 
I remember going over to my mom's spot and I saw like this old map with Terra Incognita on it. And I was like, yo, that's, that's fire. You know? And I talked to my mom about it a little bit. She, she, she spit her, her knowledge about the, the map. And I was like, all right, cool. That, that's the name of the album. I went and told my girlfriend, she was like, yo, that has to be it. And then listen, I listened to sort of the tracks I compiled again with that in mind. And I was like, yo, this is perfect. And listening back, and this is what I found so dope about this record. And, and like, I usually try not to think too deep about beat albums because at the end of the day, yeah, they're instrumentals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but they do paint, they do paint a story for sure. And like this one for me painted in like a really deep story for me, which was like, I was going through some wild stuff leading into the pandemic and the pandemic was its own world of things. Um, and I was sort of like living through it. And this whole album was made while like from the very beginning of the pandemic until like last summer, basically when I, when I handed it in to Chong. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, man, it like, to me, it's just like, to me, it is, I've been calling it like my creative diary, you know, like I, I'll listen back to certain tracks and, and like, to me, they, they resonate on like a super wild emotional level that at the time I wasn't able to process, but listening back, it's like organized thought, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can hear it and I can like be like, I can, you know, like what they say when you're meditating, it's like, you're not supposed to like abandon your thoughts. You're just supposed to be able to label them and like yeah. watch them go by. That's how I felt being able to like listen to my album for the first time on, especially on the vinyl, being able to hear it and like hear my ideas sort of in this like package form and be like, yep. damn, I was hurt at that point. <laughs> you know, or like whatever. Uh, yeah, when I listened to the album, I felt like, it's definitely a good listening experience. I recommend anyone go check it out. And, and, and the physical, I'm sure it's a different listening experience with vinyl. I, that's at least for me, it is. But I felt like there was so much, there was so many things going on in, in the tracks, not in a busy way, but in, in how you arrange things and produced it, where I just was feeling many different things at all at the same time. And sometimes those things conflicted with each other. And I found that as a, an interesting listening experience and I had to like, let me go back and see if I felt the same way the third, fourth time. Yeah. And I felt like in a lot of ways, these songs were like what writers do. Sometimes they do like a writer's dump with meaning they don't know where they're going, but they just write and they just write, write. And I felt like this is how that album was. It's like, maybe it wasn't thought about as being an album, but these songs go together as I was at that moment, I was just dumping what my emotions were and this is what came out. So all these songs just happened to be now that I look back at it are connecting in the same thread. I just didn't realize it, that it's still connected. And that's kind of how I felt. It was like they're connected, but they're, they're standalone experience. Yeah. They're almost and, like vignettes. Yo. Yeah, I think correct. that's a, that's a really cool way of describing it. Yo. I appreciate that a lot. Yo. Thank that's you. How, yo. That's the, that's the way I like, I interpret it. So like there's tracks I go back to, uh, often because it's like it that's my favorite episode like you know it's like that's how it felt but to capture the entirety you still have to check it from track one to track two because there's there's there is a a, a tapestry of things going on there and that's kind of how i felt it um when when you think about putting your music out there especially as primarily a producer who does more instrumental work and not necessarily too much with mcs uh, I know that's a part of the next plan, but when you're thinking about producing in this landscape, how has the way internet 
and and independent people like Chung, how how does that help you create your vision to hit the masses? Because it seems like the rollout of this has been really well and the visuals have been really well. But has this always been the plan or is it like, all right, you want it, let's go. And now what's next? Like, I would imagine that momentum is there now and the inspiration is there now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's always tough. I think, you know, with with social media and, you know, I think with social media and, and new media, things move really quickly. And when things start going to motion, you don't really have a lot of time to be like, all right, cool. Let's all right. You got this plan. You got this plan. Let's come up with this plan. It's like, all right, let's figure out this plan while we go. Um, and for a long time, I, I did that by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was a one man, one man team, yep. one man operation. And in a lot of ways, I still am. But this time I have, you know, a, a manager. I have, you know, my girlfriend, who's a phenomenal photographer and creative director. I have Chong, who's a creative di- director on, yeah. like, on the label side of things. Yep. Um, so it's beautiful in, in, in that way. But, you know, as far as like, you know, what I think what's really cool about social media is it allows you to like kind of connect connect with your audience and connect with your supporters and and maybe potential supporters and potential listeners and be able to offer them stuff while you're waiting in between your projects and that's how I view like my videos and like my like yeah. PO videos is always like trying to me being like not like a even a reminder of who I am just being like yo I appreciate you. this is my my creative output for y'all today like I hope that you enjoyed this yeah, here's you know my what I'm offering saying? yeah my offering exactly I'll even say that too like here's my here's my Twitter timeline offering for y'all you know what I'm saying like yeah. um and take it for and, what it is See it <laughs> yeah exactly um but you know I I try to think I try to think far ahead um and try to like think you know i don't know if you're familiar with brain orchestra i assume oh yeah yeah he's been on the show my guy from jersey yep okay yep so that 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 dude's a huge inspiration because he think he's on that like i think i'm already like i have seven i'm seven projects in oh yeah i mean he he just dropped uh equally as good uh beat tape recently uh message right right exactly that one too um super super fire two favorite those are my two favorite right now you're um and and so like his 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 ability to like kind of put himself out there and, and not like take any steps back and just kind of keep him moving is something that i admire a lot it's something that i'm working on um but you know i i i come from like a soundcloud era of like you just drop mad singles and like you just keep moving and they don't even have to be official releases you just let yeah, them yeah. fly and i've stopped doing that as much and i do that mainly more on the social media side of things but um, you know, I think this album was a big sort of like clearing, you know, I le- released a lot, a lot of music that didn't feel like my own, that didn't feel like it yeah, represented yeah. me. And that's what this album is to me. So um, there's a lot of like sort of momentum there emotionally, but also like our work, like I have like a lot of stuff kind of like ready to go. And it's just about packaging it up and figuring out where, where it needs to yeah, land. And, and that's when, an, always know. an interesting thing. And, and one of the things I know we value a lot here in the Question Lab podcast is like, the music is great, and that, that will always be the catalyst and the vehicle to what we listen to. But don't underestimate the package that goes around that—the visual, the rollout, the process. Because even your album cover is 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 superb. Like it's it's it tells me what I need to know about my listening experience, like what I'm getting myself into. Like and and that is important for me because as a physical person who buys physical that you can tell from the background and that's just only one room you haven't even seen the other room is is what i'm buying in my hands sometimes i just buy for the art even if the music is trash like 
don't give every customer a reason to buy your project or be invested. And for me, this like the visuals call me first. You got the co-signed by Chung, anything that Chung puts out, I get. And then when I listen to it and I was familiar with some of your other work, I'm like, I'm excited, right? And that's what the goal of this is. How did this cover come to be? Who worked on it? Because it's a very, it's a bring me back to my younger youth. It definitely gets me, you know, the the kind of Zelda top down kind of vibes. <laughs> But it gives me a good idea of who you are as well. Like, like I can feel like this is you. Yeah, yo, it the the art's super wild. Um uh I'm trying to like I I, I get caught up th- like trying to explain sort of like the how complex and in-depth it gets. But like um Chong like di- like di- creative directed that whole thing. So he was just like, yo, what do you think about this artist? What do you think about this artist? We landed on this dude named Tim Malloy who does these really um, incredible watercolor paintings, like f- incredible. So Chong hit him up. Was like, "Yo, you want to do some some? You want to do this album cover?" And he was like, "Yeah, for sure." Ended up giving us like this th- like uh, animation or like drawing that he did on his iPad. So it wasn't even like what we originally went on, but Chong like basically pitched it as like kind of like old school RPG type yep. of vibe. Um, and that's like what I'm all about. You know, I'm 33, so I was I'm playing Final Fantasy IX. It's like my favorite game of all time. You I'm, know doing I'm, it, I'm done playing here, and I put everyone in the bed. <laughs> Find me on Xbox Live getting banned. <laughs> yo, see, there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm dying. Um, I got yeah. hell in my blood. Oh, yo, absolutely. Absolutely. That was like, that is my childhood, you know, playing playing Halo with the homies. Like, that is that is it. That is it. Before, like, you know, wait. jumping on live was like an easy thing. Like, you had to, like, do all sorts of wild <laughs> wires and shit. The um, land party, yeah, I know. The land do, parties. Yeah, I would do that yeah. all the time. And like, <laughs> yeah. I got so bad with it when when uh, they started doing these. Um, there was a way to. There was like a server online called Xbox Connect that was unofficial, and that it would trick your system to think you were on 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 a land oh, party, but you were yo. playing other people. And yo. I did the mistake of playing people on that and didn't realize how super hardcore they were. And I thought I was good until I played there. Like they were doing things I've never seen before. I'm Yo, like, it's this wild. not the server for me. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. My homies were like on the on my other side of the homies were doing like Counter Strike stuff, and I was like, "Yo, that's, oh, yeah, that's that even like, that's even yeah. wilder." Um, but 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 yeah. So like you know, Final Fantasy IX is like one of my favorite games, and to see the artwork kind of like for me resembled it. And another like me and my girlfriend got into Animal Crossing a little bit over the pandemic, so it kind of like hit that vibe too. Yeah, my girlfriend like sure. loved it. Um, but you know what's interesting about it is like a lot of my artwork that has led up to here for my different projects always unintentionally had like a character in it um and my first mm. like kind of like official release which i can't stand but you know it's my first <laughs> one um has like a little kid on, on the front of it and it's like a drawing that my homie jesse rackison did um and then to see it like this it almost is like an evolution of like a character that like i never intended to be in something but it kind of like keeps ending up in my, in my artwork because that's some of the thing i always try to do is be like work if i'm working with an artist be like here's the project do what you want like here's yeah, some idea but i want you to just go crazy and go inspired um but my quick last little piece that i'll, that I'll end off on the artwork that i think is so wild is like my, my father passed when i was like 12 years old and he like my mom would like wear all of his like jackets and and like you know or, you know she would just rock all of his shit because you don't want to say goodbye yeah. to it right yeah. um and she rocked this one specific jacket all the time she gave it to me like at the beginning of the pandemic 
uh, just randomly. And she was like, here, you should have this. And I was like, all right, cool. She was like, it's your dad. Um, and it was my dad's birthday a couple a couple weeks before the album dropped. And uh, in that painting, in that drawing of the album, art, I didn't have any conversation with Chong or Tim about this. Uh, Tim put that jacket on that character. And I've only worn that jacket like once or twice in my entire time on Instagram. So like wow. he just happened to like pick that one and put that in that in that thing. And I don't know, to me, it's just like it was just a weird like matter of coincidence. I just find it to be a super special record. It was, and just it one, was like, meant to be. Yeah. And we talk about how like, you know, things it kind of seems like it's like a lot going on and like different sort of like ideas floating, but they somehow meet. That's kind of like how that record is, how the album art is too. Yeah. It's just like unintentional like connections, I guess. And that's, and that's how the album flows for me. It's like, there's so much going on, but in, in, in very, there's a simple thread there. If you really engage with the listening experience and the way I have with this project is like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of complexities and simple, but it's all done in a simple way. And Word. sometimes I wonder, like, am I making my listening experience complex? But as I would imagine as a as someone who making music, how the listener interprets that is still open. Like, I, I it's like, no, you're supposed to feel this way. It's like, actually, I felt completely different about it. And maybe that's where I was. But I, I, I can see how it's like so dense but it's done with such simplicity and mm -hmm. that's very complicated to to do and and so i i, I applaud you for that and it's going to have a rotation um in there you are in the next phase of this we're going to you're going to write the momentum of terry incognita available now um on all dsps and go over to chung wizard records on Bandcamp and go get your vinyls before they sell out I highly yes recommend sir it. i got the green ob Hey. The green OB and I, the, the 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 red OBs out there, go get those. You have hinted on your Twitter that one, you know, you're toying with the idea of, man, we need some vocals on these, <laughs> and that's a whole different, that's a whole different way of producing a, a whole other avenue. And you know, Pashala Pocket, we have our vinyl coming out soon on Tough Kong. Pay attention to our social. We'll give you, I know you've been asking. It's coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> we got the remix album coming out in early August. So you know, shout out to my man, the expert. Is there particular MCs that have caught your attention in this era? Because it's an interesting time right now in hip hop. There's hip hop for everybody. But like, there's like, I don't want to hear like hip hop should be a certain way. There's so many sub genres of hip hop that you could literally just have a lane and still have a great time. You don't have to knock other people's listening experience if you don't like that trippity trappity mainstream. That's let <laughs> them have it. But there's something out there for you. I promise you. That's facts. There's something there. Is there an MC that's like, man, if I could just work with them, or someone who's really like you go out your way to like go after and listen to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, I mean, I could like name a thousand. So I'm gonna try not to name a thousand. So I'm, I'm gonna stick myself to like, to like, I'll, I'll name five people that I would love to work with. Not necessarily say I'm going to work with them, but that I would love to work yeah. with, right? Uh, uh, Fly Anakin, for Absolutely. sure. I can see that. Um, Uncle John, I love, I love Uncle John. I find him to be so fire. Um, yep. I would say, and some, you know, some some of these are like hometown people, like all the van. So there's a crew in, yeah. in Brockton called Van Buren. Um, those are the homies, Luke Bars, uh, Laura Felix, 
Um, I would love to get like a, a Van Buren like posse cut. Like that would be ill to me. Um, I, I have an ongoing relationship with my guy Latrell James, also a rapper out of Brockton and and, and Dorchester. Um, I worked with him before. We've released music together before, but yeah. like I, I always would love to make more music with him. Um, and uh, you know, like I would love to. I would love to release a record with Mick Jenkins. Yo, I would love. Oh, to, wow, I would Mac love Jenkins. to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would be lit. No one, I don't even don't, know. I don't speak about him enough. He's he's yo. He, I agree. He's with a that. good MC, and he also has like this wonderful ear for production. That's like. It's 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 familiar, but it's like still a great listening. Like this is awkward, weird production, but it works. And I don't think yeah. I don't. It's hard to it's hard to really imagine like him doing like a straight boom bat kind of stuff. It's always a little out there, and I yeah. enjoy that. So shout out to him. Go check out his records, guys. I agree with that, yo. Yeah, man. Yo, if you're new to the Crush a Lot podcast, thank you for checking out today's episode but most importantly hit the links below wherever you're listening to your podcast go check out my man lightfoot right now over on all dsps terra incognita available now go hit tongue wizard records on Bandcamp. go check out the vinyls i guarantee you'll get them quick and you'll get the you'll get a good reply my, my man chung is like top notch in this <laughs> vinyl game and i don't say that for everyone because i get a lot of damaged stuff I never get them from this label. I'm guaranteeing you good service and high quality music. And he takes a chance with things that he's interested in. He did he did a couple of releases that maybe people wouldn't check out. And I find them to be some of the best out there. So he has an eye for these things. So shout out to John. Shout out to Alifa. Go hit all the links below. I promise you the vinyl's coming out soon with... Uh, Tough Kong, it's you know you know how that goes. A remix album early August. Check out my man the expert, um, and we have a couple of more surprises for you guys in the tank. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, my man Lightfoot. We'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.